Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Fred Hubner, my favorite old and crabby guy. Just about two years ago, our former boss stuck a classic rock guy who knew sports together with a sports guy the new classic rock for some weekend shows here on ESPN 1000. We argued the finer points of your rather fluid position on the relevancy of managers in baseball, celebrated our mutual appreciation for the greatest rock trio out of Canada, Rush, although Triumph is almost a close second, and wallowed together in the misery of being Bears fans. And we survived COVID so far. Happy retirement, pal. Where you're going, you won't need a mic. Just a rocking chair on the front porch to share all your loud opinions with your neighbors, whether they like it or not. See you out there sometime for a crafty or two. Oh, Mark Zander. Do you have yeah. a rocking chair? You know, you know we did? My um, my girlfriend Linda for um, Christmas, I had told her that we needed, we're going to have a deck in the back of the house we're building in Lockport. And I said, you know, we're going to need like... I said, I'd like to get the, one of those gliders because yeah. we're up high a little bit looking down into the backyard. And um, so for Christmas, she bought these two gliders. It's like a wicker thing, a wicker back and um, nice cushions. And uh, so for, for Christmas, she goes, come on out to the garage. And I knew she had bought me something. I go, what the hell could this be? And it's, it's a rather large package. Yeah, <laughs> it was a nice glider. And uh, yeah, so we'll be sitting out there. There's a horse farm right behind us. And apparently they do a... Um, uh, they do a lot of Mexican festivals and stuff like that. Neighbors say that the, sometimes the Mexican music gets a little loud. And I said, you know what? That's fine. I'll just pop another beer and sit sit on the porch. You know where it gets loud down in San Antonio? The Riverwalk? Uh-huh. So the first time I covered a Final Four down there, uh, you know, again, in Marriott, because that's where I stayed for three or four years of my life, actual calendar yeah. years. Um Overlooking the Riverwalk, well, the mariachi band start at like 8 in the morning and go till 2 All or 3 hours, in the morning. Right. And it's great the first afternoon and sunshine uh-huh. and maybe you have a margarita or whatever. About the third or fourth day there, you're like, you just want to yell, get off my lawn or get yeah. out of my river walk. Well, someone in the neighborhood said, uh, if you just call the police, they know about them and they'll come and tell them to quiet down. I said, that's okay. I said, I'm not going to worry about it. So we'll wait and see how it goes. But we'll be sitting on the back porch in a nice little glider with a probably cooler in between. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I, yeah. I can I can see that. It'll yeah. be it's nice. Not, I'm not a stretch. No, we're going to get into some Bulls conversation. 312-332-3776. I had a great game last night. I watched start to almost finish. I had a podcast to do when I was watching the Bulls pile up 130 points. And uh, this guy may have been there last night. Jason, what's up? Fred, Fred, I heard it was your last show. And I just want to call and say I appreciate the heck out of you. You don't always see eye-to-eye with me on baseball TV, but I just wanted to say you have been an institution in this city. I always loved walking by you at the other station when I was interning there, and uh, I love that you have your opinions, and sometimes you don't like me, so I appreciate it, dude. I really do. But here's the biggest thing, and I tried to tell people this about a month ago. I said, listen, first of all, it's not that I don't like Jason. We just disagree on certain things, and I go, second of all, the last thing Jason should ever worry about is how I feel about him. I go, Jason's got jobs everywhere. Every time I turn the damn TV on, I know you were working with Andy Garcia and Will Purdue the other day down at the Illinois game and things like that. You're everywhere. And you know what? That's because people love listening to you. So it's just because one guy might not like it, you know. And Jason, I was at a, uh, a farewell party for Mike Lederman a couple years ago. And uh, our buddy Steve Stone, who I've known forever, we're talking about you, and he's, he said, here's an example of, of Jason Benetti. He said, 
you were doing college basketball, the tournament, the regionals, whatever, you had a choice between like San Diego and going to Idaho or Utah. He said, where do you think, where would you, I said, I'd be in San Diego like three weeks before I have to be there. And he said, Jason, of course, picked Idaho or Utah because he wanted the better assignment, whatever. And it, it, you're all about the work and, and the, 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 the games and the matchups. And, and so, of course, you took the road less traveled by where the rest of us dopes would have been trying to go to the gaslight district. So that, Stoney loves you for, for all the right reasons. And Sox math, one and one, oh, Jason and, oh, and, and, and Fred. Uh, you know, listen. Well, here's, here's, what I wanna, here's what I want to say, though, Fred. Like, I, I wanted to call because I really do. Like, I think it's very difficult in this world to have an opinion that some people don't agree with. And, like, to, to be critical when you feel like you need to be critical. And I told you this at SoxFest in person. Yeah. And, like, I really, really, really want you to know that even if you don't like it, I respect people who have opinions that might go against what other people think. So, like, I, we need that in the world. Like, when, I, when, when friends, friends of mine like to send me texts of your subtweets <laughs> and we, like, laugh about them. And, but seriously, I'm not, like, this is not disingenuous. I'm not blowing smoke. Like, I think it's important that people have contrary opinions and are able to criticize. Like, I, and, and I agree, like, there have been days where I've not had good games and I've agreed with you. Like, I, I, I really think it's important Huh. To have that in the world, and I wanted to call and tell you that on your last day. This sounds like a podcast. Really, you guys, really you have to it. have Jason on for the podcast. Well, I'll, I did. I invite him on anytime. He's what well, he works every damn day. I know. I Jeez, know. The, you're, between you and Adam Amin, you've got everything in the world covered. I mean, Did the Sox pay oh, more than fifteen dollars yeah. an hour, like the Bears are going to pay Olin Krutz. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. I, I had a promo last night during the Bulls game that, about the, the after show for the last Bears game, yeah. and Olin's name was on uh, it, and it took like every fiber of my yeah. being not to mention it. <laughs> no, I was listening. It was great. And you and Stacy, the one thing I always know is that you're always going to be prepared. Absolutely. You're going to throw stuff out at me that I may or may not know, but it's great to hear it. And that's why, you know, even my friends are split down the middle on certain things. And they, you know, some agree with me, some don't and uh that's what makes the world go round and you're right i'm i mean I, i'll tell this on sylvia and waddle all the time but they used to always love rob manfred and then slowly but surely they said you know he's not that great a guy i said well i've never been a rob manfred fan and i said because anybody that talks about competitive balance when oh, one league has on. the dh and the other doesn't and, and should never a, open his mouth and a third of the league is trying to tank every year don't yeah. give me competitive balance oh my god but that J jason i appreciate you calling because i just i love you know busting you know everything and uh you should yeah that's what makes the world go around i, I think I just, so I, I don't want to take too much of your time i just wanted to say thank you seriously thank you for having contrary opinions because we don't have enough of that in the world and i know some of them have been directed toward me and that makes me respect you more it really does jason i appreciate it very much thanks a lot and if you're ever willing i'll definitely have you on one of my podcasts on monday nights we'll 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 touch base down the road yeah we'll find a time when I'm you're in. not playing unfortunately it may be it may be in march or april when there's when you got nothing else to when do when you're not in san diego <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot jason appreciate it
Jason Benetti, um, and yeah, as I said, I watched the game last night, and uh, Jason's doing the game because Adam Amin does uh, does football every weekend, yeah. and uh, it's it's funny because these guys have no idea who they're going to be working with one day to the next. When they're on the road, it's Robbie Hummel or it's somebody else. Terrific work, and all too, of a sudden, Casey way. Johnson yeah. jumps up and has to do a game my old pal, at least for the my first quarter. Made yeah. on the road, yeah, and that was uh, that was fun to listen to. And like we talked about, and we're going to take some Bulls calls too if you want to jump in because they have been amazing to watch. And uh, I see that Billy Donovan said they need to take more threes. Lonzo Ball must have took that as only threes because he took 11 shots and they were all threes last night. Yeah. So, but it's uh, again, Kobe White four for four from yeah. beyond the arc. Yeah, Io was three for four. So we we'll get into some Bulls conversation throughout. We're here till one o'clock. Let's go to Aurora and Jim. You're on ESPN. Do we have 1, to leave at one? I could do this for two days. Well, we uh, right yeah. into the Bears post game. Yeah, I get yeah. I got Bears post game tomorrow. I got to find something else to do. I was going to go see a Lockport basketball game, but that got postponed because of COVID and everything else. And uh, things are just getting, it's hard to figure it out. I'm behind a couple episodes on uh, Dexter, so maybe I can catch someone, up on that. Someone got murdered. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> or at least is about to. Jim, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, one last time, Fred. Congrats again. And uh, you know uh, where you rank, in my opinion, on. Uh, legendary sports uh, Chicago history here. So anyhow, um, I would love nothing more than to um, have Brian uh, fill in here for the rest of the way and pick up all those hours. Cause he's, he's right. He's right behind you guys here uh, being an original um, Dope. sports guy in, here in <laughs> Chicago. So uh, anyhow, uh, Brett, I'm, I'm going to text you immediately when uh, the Bears hire Jim Harbaugh. I, I told you a month oh, ago, yeah. he's the guy. He should be. He's the best fit. Um, I agree with Bear fan Bob. If they don't go that way, it's, it'll probably be Doug Tyler Peterson. Rocky but I'll be, I'll be texting you as soon as they hire Jim, Jim Harbaugh. That sounds good, Jim. We appreciate it. We'll stay in touch. How's that going? Thank you. How, how are we doing on the uh, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Leslie Frazier uh, Twitter poll? Yeah, how's it going now? Sean Payton. I, I'm got. I'm guessing. Yeah, Peyton's running away. He's got two thirds of the vote. Harbaugh is losing twenty eight. He was 30, he was thirty five earlier. Oh, was he? Yeah. The, and then uh, Leslie Frazier with six percent of the vote. Huh. See, I just don't think people know Leslie Frazier. He's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's and not high profile. No, and wouldn't you like? I mean, I guess I'd like to see well, a Leslie Bears. Frazier was the best bear of that group. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right, and I'd like to see a guy come in and and solidify the defense. And people are going to say, "Well, just hire an offensive coordinator well, then, who knows what you know, he's doing." Hire John Harbaugh. Yeah, you're gonna hire a Har- Harbaugh. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people say that all he does is he's just your guy that organizes everything. Okay, we you need know? that. You yeah. need one of those guys too. Yeah, I think Matt Nagy'd be really good at that if he had a chance. Callers hanging there. We'll get right back to you. Got to talk some Bulls basketball too. Another great win. They're ninth in a row last night as they knocked off the Wizards. We'll talk about that. We'll take your calls. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000. Sam, I have this question because uh, I was a skeptic of Fred Hubner before this season. I know a lot of people are Fred still. Fred Hoiberg, you mean? No, no, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I say Hubner? Why? I'm, not, I'm never a skeptic of Fred Hubner. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hey, Fred Smurf. You know, you were the best partner a guy could ever have. I thank you for the 30 years that we were together. Well, we had a few unplanned furloughs, but it was almost 30. Hey, it was great. I watched the Cubs, so you didn't have to. You watched the White Sox, so I didn't have to. It was perfect. You're going to love retirement, Fred. But two years ago, I learned one tip. You'll think that you now have time to do more of those things. 
wrong. You won't have the time to do half the things you want to do. Enjoy it. Take two and go to right. Ah, Murph and I did uh, did evenings, did mornings. Those mixed marriages work out sometimes. Yeah, they Sox do. Sox fan, Cub fan. Well, it helped too when uh, the Sox were Cubs around the West Coast. And I would tell Murph, Murph would watch the Cubs religiously and keep scoring everything, and I would make sure I cut out all the highlights. Thank goodness for videotapes and then DVRs because you're able to keep up on everything. My Mur- Murph's yellow pad. Man, you well, talk about it. Yeah, and, and, and I, yeah, I've gone to it. And it's funny because Murph popularized it, but um, I've got we, mine here. We used them at Sports Phone back yeah. in the day. And that's how we would have all the scores and all the other things back in the 80s and, uh, and then in through, in through the 90s. So 312-332-3776. We'll get to some uh, bull stuff from last night. But first, this caller intrigues me. Um, Ronnie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on? Not much. Uh, I just was calling in. I wanted to see if I could chat with Fred, and I wanted to understand, you know, why is a guy in Chicago, <laughs> why is a guy in Chicago a fan of the 49ers? And and I'm thinking that maybe he might be a Notre Dame guy that he's somehow connected to some guy named Joe Montana. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he's a guy that's sitting there thinking that, you know what, I like the way that those guys – play football you know they they have a nice defense they're not like the bears defense but you know they're really tough and so you know tell me i, I want to know why well you you got it right this is ronnie lott uh hall of famer absolutely wonderful guy and um ronnie it, when i was a kid growing up uh i did the wrong thing when i got through high school i realized i never wanted to take math or science again and i went to broadcasting school but while right before that i'd watch notre dame play and I watched the Cotton Bowl, and yeah, Joe did some nice things. And um, then he goes to the 49ers. My dad, my dad got divorced. My dad moved out to the Bay Area, and uh, I just became a Niner fan. And uh, I picked the right time. I also tell people I picked the right time to pick the right quarterback. I could have picked Todd Blackledge or something to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you could have picked 40 quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. yeah, I could have picked any other so yeah, but well, uh, you, yeah, you picked the right guy. And yeah. the reason you picked the right guy is that. it's funny because you know i had to play against a guy for for four years and 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 playing against someone like that as you well know yep you find yourself realizing that man god no wonder i hate these guys (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's hard beating them and 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 it's it's you know we got fortunate enough to beat them you know one time but he was obviously you know and he and he's done you know and in an amazing job of not only being a great quarterback, but a great citizen to San Francisco. And he's got his, you know, he's got a, his now, his version of, of, of um, his, you know, life of uh, being in the, uh, in, in, in football. And it's it, his version of Michael Jordan, yep. you know, last dance. So that's coming out. So yeah, you you picked the right guy. Well, and <laughs> like, right guy. like you were saying, you played him four times, and there was nothing better back in those days than the USC Notre Dame matchups. Every year when Notre Dame's schedule came out, you wanted to see when that was because 
you know, it's not like now where you could find any college game on TV, but you always knew Notre that Dame USC, game, yeah. that was going to be a national game, and that's what it was fun. And Ronnie, I actually, it was tough for me being a Bears fan because I would do Bears pregame shows with Steve McMichael, and he goes, every time I mention the Cotton Bowl, he'd look at me and I'd say, I'm sorry, I won't, I won't, mention, I won't mention the Cotton Bowl again. Um, and then one time I had my, my 49ers head covers on my golf clubs, oh boy. Alex Brown goes, what the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, you don't do that. You yeah, don't bring so, the col- uh, opposing team's colors yeah, to the golf course. I had to, wa- I had to watch that out, too. Hey, man, I can tell you right now, I would not want to get him mad. I, no. I've known Steve for a long time. Yep. And I used to laugh because every time we would play him and play against that group, uh, obviously over the years, as you as we all know, man, one of the great defensive lines, one of the great defenses in the history of the NFL. But Steve was one of those guys that, when you looked at him, he kind of gave you a look that you went, you know, man, he might go a little psycho on me, man. <laughs> he, yeah. could go, he could go a little crazy on you. So yeah. you had to be very careful when you were around McMichaels. But, man, what a phenomenal football player. Yeah. And as you guys know, man, all of those guys that were on that defense were guys that uh, I used to bow to because of, of the fact that, the way that not only did they play, but the temperament and the, and the passion that they have for each other and the passion that they have for, for the game of football. And, and I just want to salute you, Fred, for being a person who With wisdom and intelligence. The, well, all of those great things, along with the fact that, man, there's, this, there's a passion. Yep. The passion of sports that um, – that I, I've seen with so many great athletes, you know, Ron Santos, mm. you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of, 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 of the, you know, great Michael Jordan, the, you know, I mean, you can go down the list of great athletes. I'm sitting here thinking of the guy who, I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Everybody knows, everybody knows the, the, the great baseball player to play for the, um, uh, for the Chicago Cubs, Ernie, Ernie and Banks. I'm, only, and, and I'm like, I'm the only one that's, you know, been hit in the head too many times. <laughs> Ernie Banks, yeah. So, yeah. So Ernie Banks, and as you well know, guys like that, when you meet them and mm. you're around them and you're around those folks that you've been around over the years and you've had a chance to talk to yeah. them, yeah. How lucky are you, man? Yeah. How lucky are you that you had that? That you that you had the platform. Yeah. You had the platform to be able to talk to them and and get to know them and to get to understand them and and again, uh, I love sports. I'm sitting here watching Montana get killed by, <laughs> <laughs> by North Dakota State. So I mean, <laughs> that tells you how much I love sports. And so, man, I just wanted to congratulate you and and uh, for all of what you've done and and your your buddy. Asked me to give you a call, yep. and so I wanted to call in and, and just share that with you, man. Ronnie, Congratulations. I, I appreciate it. The first Super Bowl I've ever went to, actually the only Super Bowl I ever went to in person, I went to number 19. And, man, oh, man, at Stanford Stadium, and when you guys handled the Dolphins, the Montana and Marino matchup, and I'm leaving Stanford Stadium, 
And you guys didn't have to worry about it, probably, because after the champagne and everything else, you probably got a lift home. But I got lost four times because of all the fog. It was fog everywhere. Everywhere. I missed the turnoff three times to get to my dad's house in San Ramon. You're in the and, Redwood Forest. Oh, my yeah. God. I was lost. I kept calling my dad. He goes, you missed the turn. I missed it three times because of the fog and everything else out there. But I got to see one of the greatest uh, teams play and uh, just wonderful. I really appreciate you jumping on and calling. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. And that was a phenomenal Super Bowl yep. to have it in our backyard. So, again, you're bringing up some incredible moments in my life. And uh, like a lot of people would say, hey, man, only you guys know how to describe it. You know what it was like. You, you've you been there. And uh, you get to share that with the fans. So, again, man, thanks for bringing up this story. And, and, and congratulations for all of what you've been able to do. Hey, uh, Ronnie, Fred's recording Montana, North Carolina State, so. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's, I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Hey, you know what, hey, Fred? Yeah. You, get, you know how, remember the, 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 um, the A-track where you put it in the A-track and you had to stick it in there and you, you had to record it and yep. you, you would sit there and you would study it. Or in my case, I had Hacksaw Reynolds. Hacksaw Reynolds was right next to me, and he had a, a literally a, an, an eight millimeter projector camera, and he stayed in his locker, and he would watch films in his locker. And so, you know, I've seen all the you know the progression of sure. what we have today, where we can actually see it on our phone, to you know watching it where all of a sudden it was on a eight millimeter you know, camera, and you're sitting there going, what is he doing? Why is he watching all this film? And he's like, but, but man, I love it, Ronnie. you got to understand how to get the edges of life. you got to <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely so, awesome. Yeah, we, we, we've come a long ways, man, yep. trying to find edges in our life. Yeah, well, let's just, hope, let's just hope they can take care of the Rams tomorrow and get to the postseason. It'll be fun to watch them try and make it because this year they've been fun watching watching Debo get uh, more carries and watching that defense. And, you know, uh, for a team that like the Niners, who's had so many damn injuries, to still be there and persevere, it's it's it says something about Shanahan and that team this year. He's wearing his Niners sweatshirt. Yep. He, he left the, the putrid yellow uh, Niners jacket <laughs> at home today, but yeah, he's got all the apparel. Yep. Hey man, I don't know how you do that in Chicago, bro. <laughs> well, you know what? They, there's there's some respect. They'd much rather me see me in a Niners shirt than a Packers, than a Packers shirt. Sure, yeah. So yeah, that would never happen. Yeah, no. Now I do get that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Ronnie, appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. You're the best. Thanks. Ronnie Lott calling from Northern California, and uh, that was very, very cool. And um, I, our guy Randy Merkin uh, is probably got a story about Ronnie in his book. Yeah. So that's probably where it came from. So I got a copy of the book, and that's that'll be the first thing I sit and read in retirement. Randy's book because uh, all the people he's been able to talk to and get Didn't to know. Didn't he have Wayne Gretzky? You told the story about calling in to. to uh, I, I, Pat Boyle told the story. Yeah. Because Merck had Wayne Gretzky call in to wish JD a happy birthday right. because they shared the same birthday. That's right. And Gretzky's like, You want me to what? Yeah. To who? Yeah. And he did it. And, you know, Merck wasn't taking no for an answer. No, and JD not. was kind of embarrassed. And then, uh, Pat uh, PB said uh, during the call that there was some static or whatever. And JD was looking for an out. <laughs> so, all right. Thank, uh, thanks. Great one. Thanks for making the call. <laughs> yeah. Usually we get a guy like that on. You're not, you don't want to give him the bums rush, you no. know.
No. Um, you want to get to your thing now? Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah and we'll, it, callers, well, hang in there. We'll get right to yeah, you. We're here until 1 o'clock. 312-332-3776. It's terrific to, to salute Fred here. And also I want to send out a, a salute to the Sagobiano family down in Bloomington, Illinois. My uh, good buddy Mike Sagobiano. Unfortunately, they're saying goodbye to, uh, he's saying goodbye to his mom, uh, Barbara, wonderful wife, uh, mother, grandmother. And everyone in Bloomington, Illinois, knows the Sago Bianos. And everyone up here in Chicago, big city that it is, it's a small town. Everyone knows Sago, and they all go by Sago. But my buddy, Mike Sago Biano, is, has been up here forever. So um, big Notre Dame family. You're not going to find a bigger one. Uh, earmuffs, Cubs family. Uh-huh. Huge. And they also, she was a Pearl Harbor survivor. Her, Jeez. Her dad was on a submarine stationed in Pearl Harbor. Okay. On, uh, D, on December 7, 1941. Right. And they survived it. And she is cancer survivor, lived a wonderful life. Um, they start, they, they ran the Bloomington Knockers Youth Football Program down in Bloomington. Started back in 1957. And the, she and her husband, Paul, have been running this forever. So all these kids, um, you know, sure. went through that football program. So, you know, they're, they're in lieu of flowers. They were asking for donations that, but, you know, it's, it's a heartbreaking day for the Sago Bianos, but they're celebrating the life of a wonderful woman. And I couldn't be there in person today. So I just want to make sure that they knew I was there in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Very, very nice. Uh, nicely said. Callers hanging there. We'll get right back to you here till one o'clock. Uh, talking some bulls. I swear we'll get to some bulls if you'd like to. 312-332-3776. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Freddie, it's your buddies, Waddle and Sylvie. Welcome into Waddle's World. It's that time, yes, when we go to Waddle's World, we've got a boatload of nuttiest stories of the day that we're just going to read you right now. I got poop stories, I've got penis stories, and I've got somebody lit their trailer park uh, home on fire stories for you. (laughs) That is great. We know how much you, he's probably taken his headphones off right now and tuned us out. Probably on the set of Grumpy Old Men Part 5, isn't he? He is our favorite grumpy old old bastage that we know. Yes. You know where Freddie stands on yes. each and every topic. He's been a diehard Chicago sports fan. He's been a, a fixture on the scene here uh, in Chicago when it comes to sports talk radio and sports in general. And Freddie's helped me uh, both on the radio and off the radio with our cancer journeys as well. So thank you, Fred. Waddle's absolutely right. You always knew yeah. where Fred Hubner stood, and that's what we love about him, and that's what a great talk show host and someone in this business is all about have an opinion you know yeah. it's now this have a take and go no this is fred hubner's opinion and we love him for it no matter how stupid or nutty they are he never <laughs> saddled up at the breakfast bar at waffle house ever because that man was never waffling when it came to any sports conversation freddie it's going to be uh i'm be sad not seeing him on a daily or weekly or however long his basis it is but uh, he's earned the right to go do what he wants. While he's not uh, going up to the uh, Waffle House, he is going to the bar to enjoy some craft beers. Yes. So, Freddie, let's raise our glasses. Here's to you and a happy retirement. Amen. See, something you usually don't tell a person um, is when you're doing a show for them and filling in, say, if I filled in for, for Sylvie or filled in for Waddle and it was time for Waddle's World. Usually, you don't tell them on the air that you didn't like the segment. I hate, yeah, I would. Florida or Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> which one? Which one are you re- retiring never, to? Yeah, Florida I, or Ohio? Yeah, I never ever got that right either. <laughs> but it's just you know, and it's you know, I 
I was I grew up and just you know my dad told me don't ever care what everybody else thinks about you just do what you want to do God bless and uh, you, you try and in this business sometimes you got to be a little bit nice to people and uh, my thing was if I don't like the person I really don't want to have them on the air um, and they, years ago they always said you hate to meet your heroes because they're either going to let you down. Or, you know, the, the odds are they may let you down, you know. And I, I did a show last week on one of the podcasts, or my, on uh, David Schuster's podcast, and we had a guy on, Eric Clemens, who used to work at Sports Phone with us. He was one of the first guys from the Chicago area who was on doing sports centers on ESPN when ESPN started. And he told me, he goes, I'll always remember a phrase that you told me. I haven't seen Eric or worked with Eric since the mid-'80s. He said, You're, you told me one time that your dad taught you that imagine everyone, and I'm going to clean it up, imagine everyone's a, a bad guy until they prove differently. And he goes, I've always remembered that phrase. And he goes, you know what? It works. <laughs> and I it's just said, supposed to be the other way around. It is. It is. And I, my girlfriend says, you're supposed to get, think everybody's a good person. Right. I said, but you're going to be disappointed so yeah. often if you think everybody's a bad guy until they prove otherwise. Ronnie Lott, happy. Ronnie Lott mentioned Ernie Banks, Ernie Banks, and 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 Ron Santo. Yeah, and as a Cubs fan, right, growing up as a nine year old, sixty nine Cubs were everything. You know, I was all about yeah. this. To meet Ernie Banks and find out he was as nice a guy as you're ever exactly. going to meet, just like you, yeah. he, the guy you would hope him to be, he is. To to be able when I was covering the Cubs to have dinner with Ron Santo almost every single night, amazing. And right? Ronnie Ronnie Lott talking about their passion. If the Cubs teams that I covered had as much anger that, that and disappointment that Ron had after after a loss, a meaningless game yeah. on a team going nowhere, and he'd be like, have ten questions, wanted to go in the clubhouse and ask. He's like, you know, what'd they say? And I'm like, they're worried that the lasagna was cold, <laughs> and they're upset. They didn't give a damn about the game, Ron. But, yeah, you know, thanks for your passion. Yeah, no, I I understand, but then you'll meet other guys that were just. Bad guys. You go, okay. Yeah, you know what? Fine. And you're like, I kind of thought he might be. Yeah. And guess what? Well, and then everybody in town had their opinions on Jay Mariotti. Mm-hmm. Reading him, whatever. I'm The first time I met him, could not have been a nicer yeah. guy. And no, I he said, was always geez. fine with me. Yeah. yeah but, so, you know. He never left me a voicemail, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to Bolingbrook. Thanks, guys, for hanging on there. Ron, what's up? Hey, Fred. I've been calling since you've been on the radio man and it's been a joy listening to you all these times sad that you're going to be leaving but i'm glad you're still with us not gone somewhere you you're an amazing person to listen to on the radio very clear always i i enjoy listening to you you can't turn it off when you're on and i i've been listening since they had espn on the radio yep and i've made my Oh, right. ESPN 1000 all the time. Cool. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy whatever you're going to be doing. But I would like to say I am enjoying the Bulls. This is a team. If you don't watch, you're going to miss something exciting. Yep. Last night was an amazing game. I, I finally got to catch one from the beginning to the end. Oh, my God, what a game. That yep. was amazing. They're fun to watch, Ron. And, it's, and, and, and now we have to wait and see what they're going to do moving forward and fill yeah. in some pieces here to, because this is a contending team. Yes. And you might have to make a big move to really cement your, your yeah, place in this I, league. I, 
But it's. I'm glad I don't have that decision because yeah. who do you get exactly rid of? Exactly right. You right. got to give to get. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Maybe they can do it just the way they are. That would be awesome. Yeah. Ryan, appreciate the call. Why don't you get as many in as we can? Uh, I know they talked about it a little bit last night, and I know we've talked about it too, but uh, some of the highlights from last night. Lonzo Ball just had a uh, very interesting night. Plus, he had a headband and everything on last night. Going up in the middle of the lane to reset the possession. Ball catch and shoot. That's a big baller. Big ball from the corner. Here's Zach Levine right into Bradley. He just bullied him. Oh, wow. That's bully ball right there. It's a man's game. No boys allowed. It's a man's game. And you, you you look at it, and they there was a scene, I guess, Io was playing, and Bradley Beal told him about a certain thing, a way to get away around a move and a way to make something happen. Later in the game, Io used it on Bradley Beal, and he said, you're, you're not hey, supposed hey, to use it today. Yeah, hey. He said, what are you doing? He yeah. goes, I'm giving this to you yeah. to use later. Yeah. Put that in the file cabinet. Yeah, not against me. Uh, let's go to our guy, and I'm pretty sure I know who this is. Right on the south side, what's happening? Absolutely. Look here, real quick. I've been do- talk- doing this for over 30 I can say the Two people I talked to the most was Fred and Murph. And, and then particularly you, Fred, because you know what? I don't talk. I don't call about the Bears, the Bulls, anything. Our beloved White Sox. Let me just take you back real quick. Back on the morning, you mentioned them when you and Murph was on the morning. Yep. And I kept thinking this caller's name. His name was Corey. And he would call and say, morning, Murph, morning, Fred. Yep. All the time. <laughs> Remember? Yep. All the time. Uh-huh. But I, Fred, just... I, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not much I can say. I mean, we were able to enjoy, again, our White Sox getting to the championship all those years, calling and saying, well, they need this. They need a pitcher. They need the manager. But because I love the White Sox and I know your passion and we've talked it for so long and I, I, I just, it's not much I can say that just, I have enjoyed you. I am so happy for you. And you know what, Fred, I can sit and listen to and you would talk about soccer and anything because I just enjoyed you and just enjoy listening to you. Say the same thing about you, Brian. You know, I've been with you guys for Forever. a very yeah. long time. Yeah. You know, love Murph, love all y'all. So I'm going to go on that. Uh, hey, hey, Fred, I know me and you are contemporary age-wise, and I will actually be retiring in July also, so I'm looking forward to that. But again, now lastly, because I know if the White Sox, we're going to hope, Fred, that they can get back to the World Series, and you should come back on and do some commentary and take calls on AM1000. That's 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 all I ask. I think you should be you know, next retirement. to Jason and Stony up in the booth for oh, a game. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. But yeah, but but Fred. <laughs> God bless you and enjoy retirement and just always think about me when you're watching your always, with, uh, White Sox. Always. Okay. We always Take do. Take care, guys. I appreciate okay. it, Ron. Yeah, one of the great, Southside great callers. Ron, yeah. would, you know, if he called about the Cubs, then you'd have to change the moniker. Yeah, we know he's that it was an but imposter. He would show up at the remotes. We had great conversations. His yep. passion right there. I mean, just terrific. That The connection you made, Fred, yeah. it's unbelievable. And, and that's what, you know, I always remember those things and all the people. And like I was telling you earlier about Bob from Rosemont, every time I would see that, I'd go, okay, I got to listen because he's going to bring up points yep. that I haven't thought about. 
or he's going to give me a different spin on something I thought. Callers, hang in there. I promise we'll get right to you. We come back after this on ESPN 1000. I think Bryce Harper is going to get less than Manny did. Ooh, a bat? Sandwich bat? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got a sandwich bat. We're going guaranteed money, right? Not this fictional at bat money at uh, 35 years old. Yeah. Sandwich bat. Hey, Fred, it's Hanley. Just want to add my voice to the chorus and salute you on a wonderful 30-year career. I have no idea where the time went. But I do know this. The last couple of years, sitting next to you, talking sports, having lots of laughs, well, it's simply been among the most enjoyable shows I've ever done. And I know when Fred Huebner makes a decision, he usually doesn't change his mind. But if you do change your mind and want to come back for the occasional show, we'll keep the Saturday and Sunday seats warm for you and the mic hot, and we'll find out what's up Fred's can. I'll go now because I'm sure John from Evanston's on hold, but this isn't goodbye. I'll call you next Friday about midnight and ask you what the uh, West Coast score is on my bet, just like the old sports phone days. And then you'll change your phone number. Take care, my friend. That was very nice, Brian. And, you know, when I got let go by uh, the other station in December December 5th, 2008. Yeah, December 5th, 2008. I remember it well. Um, They made me come all the way in and told me I was fired. They couldn't have done it the day before, before I left. But anyway, uh, and I was not expecting it. But um, I came in from vacation. Did you really? It was my first day back, and I know the contract hadn't been done. Yeah. You know, they were saying, oh, yeah, a guy in Philadelphia does it, has been busy, and blah, blah, blah. And so I go up there, and the dope who did it, he tosses me a, a bottle of water. He's like, hey, you thirsty? I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm yeah. waiting for a low-ball offer. And he's like, you know, in like 30 seconds, you know, you had a wonderful time here, and see you later. I'm like, did I just get yeah. fired? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever been fired, so I didn't yeah, take no, it all same that well. Thing. It was the only yeah, time I've been yeah. fired, yeah. And, but, uh, you, Brian, you were one of the first person people that reached out, and uh, so was Bruce Levine. You did. Bruce Levine reached out to me right away. He said, I'm going to try to put a good word in for you at ESPN 1000 and things like that. And uh, that was very, very nice. And um, I, the one thing I learned is, you know, just when you're working with these people, if they're nice people, you, you treat them nice, you, be, you know, have lifelong relationships. Sure. And that's what we've done in the past. And, uh, you know, I was telling people I, the first show I ever did, I worked with Jim Memolo. Right after I used to work with Jim all the yeah. time, yeah. And now you and you can't turn on MLB radio uh, during the season without right. hearing him on yeah. the weekends. Yeah. I would listen to it on the way home, and he'd be on all the time. And right now, I don't know what they're doing on MLB radio. I used to with do no Saturday shows with Greeny, yeah. And I, you know, and I knew back then he knew back then he was going to be a TV star. Yeah, but he did. But you yeah. know what? Greeny also one day did three hours on a Saturday saying that saying that Cal Ripken's. Oh no! That that uh, Joe DiMaggio's two hundred or two thousand. No, it wasn't Cal Ripken. Yeah. Did Cal Ripken playing all those games? It's not Street. such a big deal. It's just going to work. It just showed up, and he did three hours on that. Yeah. He oh. came in. He wasn't. He goes. You know what? I'm going to take after uh, Cal Ripken. He did three hours. It just took. Of course, he got full phones. Yeah, because, everyone's going to yeah, talk right. about that. Hot take. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. That's probably where hot takes came from. Yeah. Uh, Robin Sistro, you've been hanging out for a while. What's going on? Hey, Fred. Yeah, just. Uh, First time caller, thought it'd be a good time to call. Wish you the best at your retirement. Um, from Cicero, born and raised, my father actually tells me stories about you. The Sujak family, family yes. from West Cicero baseball. Yep, yep, I know them well. Yeah, yeah. we had, yeah. We had a great times back best. then. Yep. Yeah, he sends his best to you. Congratulations on your retirement, and wish you all the best. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate it. I might have uh, passed by your house on my way to Sportsman's because we had uh, a shortcut through 
Cicero to get the sportsman's in time for first race. Yeah. And then, you know, when it became of age, we found the 5 o'clock or all 24-hour bars in Cicero. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I live right off 26th in Austin, and there was Goodwin School was there. And I tell the story all the time about my dad. My dad would drop me, my mom, and my brother off, give us his, give us his bets, and then he wouldn't pick us up. So we walked from... 33rd in Laramie. Did you have money in the pockets from Usually, Yeah. Yeah. There was one stretch where he won seven trifectas in a row. Oh, he should have popped for a limo. Yeah, he should have done something. We knew we could have hot dogs at the little truck out right, there. Yeah, yeah. We all, my brothers, my, my brother Timmy and I, we could only eat throughout the whole day if we would gather our change. We want to bet 780, 80 cents in one pocket. Go uh, for the food. Yeah, the food fund. but you can only do it if you want. If you had change, you weren't going to risk any of your dollars. You could bet on horses, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and and then when I went to Sportsman's and uh, I went to collect a bet, and I was eighteen, and the guy says, "How old are you?" I said, "As old as I was when you sold me the ticket." He goes, "Oh, okay," and he punched <laughs> it up and gave me the winnings. It's like, come on, you know, don't give me this stuff. As old as I was two years ago, and um, two years older yeah. than sixteen now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Villa Park and Luis. Luis, what's happening? Hey guys, happy twenty twenty two, Fred. Yes. Um, I want to congratulate you for your retirement. And as a fire, big fire fan, I want to say thank you. You um, always, I used to listen to you when you used to do fire games, the Chicago Fire Weekly. Yep. I used to, I see you a couple of times on the Pop 97. And I want to say thank you for, you know, talking about our fire and want to wish you the best and God bless you. Well, he got, and listen, a new new coach, and then now they got a defender from Cologne that came in, uh, a veteran guy. Can we announce guy. now that you're on the coaching staff? That's <laughs> no, the, the real the, reason? No. The, Frankie Klopas would not have me on the coaching staff. <laughs> I, know, you, um, I know Frank I, very well. Are you, are you going to fire game? Are you still going to go fire games? Or? Uh, I'll pick and choose. I went to a lot of them this year. They weren't as good as they, you know. Yeah. Let them, I'm, I'm going to be make. they got to prove it first. Which game they're going to score. Yeah. That's the one he wants to go to. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a couple I went to a couple nil-nil draws. I don't I don't need to do that anymore. Okay. Luis, Thanks I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Hey, by the Bye. way, uh, yep. uh, David Spada had yes. Ronnie Locke call in. I, I assumed it was Merck, the, the so producer of uh, producers yeah. who has a phone number for everyone. Your buddy, our buddy, yeah. David Spado, has always been so good to all of us. He's been great. He's advertised on radio for the longest time. and uh, Fenwick guy, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you Long and him mod, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was very, very nice. David Spado doing it. It was very nice that he uh, had him call up. Let's go to Elgin and Cleveland Dennis. What's up, Cleveland Dennis? Yes, Fred. I've chased you up and down the dial for years, <laughs> trying to figure out when you're on. Got you today. And uh, say it isn't so, Fred, but not not really. Uh, congratulations. I saw you at B- Bannerman's a couple of years back with Mike Davis. You talked to me. Yep. It was fantastic. I listened every morning when Mongo and you were on. And uh, all the best. 2008, when you got let go, I guess that was a bad year for a lot of people. Yep. I appreciate it. I appreciate you very much, Cleveland, Dennis. That's great. Thank you very much. Is that when the economy tanked, too? Uh, 2008 did, did that started at all? Yeah. yeah, there was uh, there was nothing worse. Uh, I I left the job one time because the sports phone closed, mm-hmm. and then when I got fired, both times I had taken my wife out to dinner, and um, told her at dinner that I lost my job. Right. And um, so anytime I would ask her out for dinner years later, oh my, she would go, "Did you lose what your happened? job again?" Yeah. I said, "No, yeah. I won't do that again to you. I've done it a couple of times. I, I won't, I won't do it again." Uh, but uh, no, that was very, very nice. And it, it, like I said, um, there was a, the guys here at ESPN. Um, 
I don't want to say they took a chance on me. They allowed me to come in here and work with everybody and do what I had done before. I did updates and hosted with people and all the other stuff, and that was great. That was wonderful, and I've loved every minute of it. And, uh, you know, I people say you're going to miss it. Eh, I've done it for a long time. I mean, there may be a day or two where I'll wake up and i got something to say, but that's going to be on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And uh, I won't. I told uh, I told Carmen the other day, Carmen Yurko, I won't miss watching stuff that I don't want to watch because you know, like on New Year's Eve, I yeah, you're obligated to. Yeah, I said watch two college football playoff games that both sucked. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) you know, and and then I don't necessarily have to watch Monday night either. So, which is great. So, uh, but yeah, this has all been great. And I love dealing with callers. Uh, every station has had stretches where we're more, ga- we're more, um, guest oriented than caller. We're more caller oriented than guests. And, uh, I loved it since I came here that this station, especially on the weekends, we're more into getting callers on it. Absolutely. Talking about talking to the people. And that's what I've always loved because, you know, agree or disagree, it's always great listening to people. And I always, thought that when you got when you called told someone to call you you try to get to everybody and you'd be nice to them treat them with respect because you asked them to call and i didn't agree with all their opinions but i would tell them in a nice way you know i hear what what you're saying yeah but yeah yeah, you can't so you know i thought that kind of paid off that was nice and uh everybody that's uh called in and jumped on has been wonderful and uh yeah it's been it's very special and friend i do want to say too okay for, for my piece here, you were one of the first people here to really welcome me in. And I remember I was working your show with Murph. This was like probably one of my first few weeks here. Yeah. I hit a wrong button. All right. So there, there's sirens going off somewhere. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, no, this might be the end for me here. Uh-huh. And Murph wasn't all too pleased with it. But you were the <laughs> one that was there to have my back, calm him down. And and that's just who you are. You, you were always a welcoming person. I remember at the Christmas party, too, I, I'm there by myself. And you said, hey, why don't you come sit with me? Yeah. Um, and that's just who you are. And we're really going to miss you here on the station. Thanks. I Amen. appreciate it. And the one thing I learned, because, guys, I used to work with a sports phone. I was not always. They got together, like I said, on a podcast a couple weeks ago or two weeks ago. Well, last Monday, I guess it was, or last Sunday night. And they said the one thing we always knew about Fred is we didn't have to worry about what kind of mood he was going to be. And he was always going to be grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I was originally when I worked with a lot of people and I realized it was probably an easier way to get to people. And then as the younger people came up, the more, you know, I would always tell people, listen, if you make a mistake, that's fine. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Just don't let it happen a second time. Yeah. And because and, and, learn from it. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you got to be nice to people. And, if, you know, you can get more from people by being nice to them. And I learned doesn't that. cost you anything. No, it doesn't. And uh, my buddies right now are probably just shaking their head, going, "Really? <laughs> yeah, okay, You've never yeah, been nice. Yeah. yeah. But when uh, are you going to start Monday? Yeah. Well, like I said, my nieces and nephews. I, I tell them that I'm watching two grand uh, two grandkids now, two years old and six year uh, six months old, and they go, "What are the parents like? Why are they letting you watch kids?" <laughs> And listen, I'm different. I'm older. I'm a, I'm a little less grumpy. Uh, and I, but I can still get there when I see something that ticks me off. Like when I'm watching the news and uh, every time they, they throw it to someone, they'll say, let's go on out to Tyler Aki for, uh, on the scene. And Tyler will say, well, Fred. And then when he's done, he'll say, back to you, Fred. And they'll say, well, thank you, Tyler. Shut up. I, I, just, get, yeah. just get to the next damn well, no, story. Thank you. You, you, you're, you're getting paid to be out exactly. there. Exactly. Thank you. Like you, uh, yeah. you got out of bed and did somebody a favor today? No. Yeah, we appreciate it. And my, my girlfriend says, just let it go. I said, I no, can't. No. 
Somebody told someone Some, yeah, they, that, and one of the stations, I can't, or we, our station, but somebody played, it might have been Black and Abdallah, they played the John Drummond when he stood outside Soldier, Soldier Field. Field. One of the classics. And, and I'm saying, from that time on, you should not have had people out there because you knew the fans were going to get more unruly. But nobody, Bulldog wasn't having any of it. They keep doing it. It's just like, okay, but that's, you know, that's, I'll, I'll complain about that somewhere else and on my podcast. And like I said, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you can find it or look under 1252 on, um, uh, Twitch or Face or YouTube and, uh, you'll find it there because I've been doing it with, uh, my guy Fat Mike. He's been a great guy to, to run into and meet. And, uh, he wanted me to do a podcast. I said, as long as I can talk sports and beer. We're in. Hey, we got a Ford pack of Huebner yep. beer that you brought in. Yep. That's got our names on it, Tyler, Jake, and you. Yep. And one more time, I salute you, my man. It's Thank been you. wonderful. You'll be here tomorrow after the Bears game. Yes, which and will be fun. I'm I'm kind of hoping, for my sake, that they do do something right after the it'd game. It'd be unbearlike. <laughs> yes, it, it would be unbearlike. Thanks, everybody, for calling. Thanks for da- to David Spader for setting up Ronnie Lott. That was great. Jason Benetti was awesome having him call. And I will get him on my podcast when I find some time. And uh, that would be wonderful, too. Um, I can't wait for, for him to start calling White Sox baseball again. And remember, you can always hear White Sox baseball here on ESPN 1000, at least um, – whenever they start playing again. So thanks a lot. I'll be here tomorrow night or tomorrow after the game for Bears conversation. Um, Thanks a lot. One more time. Yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I I got the Bears winning the game, so I have to get that in beforehand because I won't have any time to say it until then. So thanks for everything. Thanks to all the callers, and uh, thank you for listening here on ESPN 1000.